Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast for the October issue of the Lancet Infectious Diseases. I'm Richard Lane and I'm joined by TLID senior editor Pam Daz. Pam, the topics in two of the reviews in the October issue are being discussed at ICAC, that's the Interscience Conference on Antimicrobial Agents and Chemotherapy, which is taking place in San Francisco at the moment. What are they saying? Well, the first paper is on hand hygiene and preventing healthcare-associated infections. The World Alliance for Patient Safety, which was set up last year at WHO, made hand hygiene the Global Patient Safety Challenge for 2006. Now, the authors of this paper are experts in infection control and are leading this challenge. Indeed, the lead author, Didier Pate, has led much of the work in hand washing as one of the most important measures for preventing healthcare-associated infections. Now, there's a huge amount of literature out there supporting a strong correlation between hand hygiene and reducing healthcare-acquired infections. But still, non-compliance still remains a major problem in healthcare settings. So what this paper does is sum up all the published studies on hand hygiene in preventing healthcare-associated infections. I understand that this is the first time this has been done. And the authors review the evidence for hand transmission of microbial organisms during patient care and propose a model which should help develop strategies for educational purposes in the healthcare setting. I do recommend looking at this review, particularly for the pictures. They're all hand-drawn by Didier Pate's son and are really quite beautiful. Thanks for that, Pam. And the other review being discussed at ICAC is about uh, quinolone resistance. What's that about? Well, quinolone resistance is a growing problem in treating gram-negative infections worldwide. Quinolones were introduced in 1962 in the form of uh, naladixic acid, which is a synthetic agent. And then by modifying the quinolone molecule by adding a fluorine molecule and an additional ring structure, yielded this new class of compounds, the fluoroquinolones, in the 1980s. Over the last 20 years since their introduction, resistance to these agents by gram-negative organisms has been common and widespread. Now, for a while, the main mechanism of resistance was known to be due to chromosomal mutations, which is common amongst many of the drug classes. But more recently, studies indicate that resistance can also be transferred on plasmids carrying the gene responsible, known as QNR. So what this paper describes is the epidemiology, the origins, mechanisms of action and resistance activity of QNR. The authors do point out that plasmid-mediated quinolone resistance is not good news. There is a good chance that these resistant genes that are carried can also be co-transmitted with other resistant elements and therefore will accelerate the pace of multidrug resistance. With that in mind, the current clinical breakpoints, these are the points which are used to predict the clinical outcome of antimicrobial treatment, should be reconsidered in the light of this new mechanism of resistance. But there does seem to be still a lot more work needed to understand these genes. Thanks, Pam. And it's great to see there's some disagreement going on uh, in uh, your issue this month. And this is to do with the eradication of waterborne infections. S- something that's being said in the news desk is rather different to what you're saying in your leading edge editorial. Yes, that's right. Professor Alan Fennick from Imperial College and director of the Schistosomiasis Control Initiative recently wrote an article in Science back in August where he expressed a view that waterborne infectious diseases could be consigned to the history books. And the reason that is, is 
Over the years, the continual donation of drugs and other inexpensive treatments by a number of uh, very effective global health partnerships have been able to control many waterborne and vector-borne diseases. And that by scaling up this response over the next few years, we could actually see these diseases gradually disappearing. Now, on the one hand, he's right that treatment will substantially reduce disease morbidity. I'm not doubting that. But uh, in terms of disease transmission, this will still continue. 